Okay, I've got a question. What do a city swap holiday, a piano ball, and lost luggage have in common? Well, somehow, believe it or not, they are all key plot points in 2023's Notes of Autumn. We've got a lot to talk about, Jennifer. We do, Josh. We'll unwrap it all on this episode of Do You Watch What I Watch? We are putting on our boots and going leaf peeping this episode. It is that time of year after all. But first things first, help us grow the podcast, especially as we're heading into the busy time of year. We have plans. We are getting pumped. It is going to be great. Like, comment, subscribe, and write a brief review for our podcast. It really helps us get little bit more exposure and grow our podcast family you can find links to all of our social stuff online at our website do you watch what i that's right so let's get started here's the plot summary for notes of autumn ellie a pianist gave up her passion and works for a hotel leo a famous author with a writer's block who can't finish highly popular book series probably can't finish his highly popular book series is what that should have said you want to take that Anywho. Well, that's what IMDb typed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hashtag blame IMDb. Yes, let's use that again. Finish his. Let's get started. Here's the plot summary for Notes of Autumn. Ellie, a pianist, gave up her passion and works for a hotel. Leo, a famous author with a writer's block who can't finish his highly popular book series. That's just a poorly worded sentence. <laughs> it still doesn't make sense. Still doesn't make sense. So there's Ellie and there's Leo, and they both decide to swap places, ending up completely lost in new surroundings. Woof. Woof. Let's get into it. We open to a piano concerto, question mark, and our girl Ashley Williams. Ah, we love Ashley Williams, especially in autumn. She's in her brownstone getting ready to be a very important business lady because she's wearing a blazer, and that's how you know she's ready to do big things. Her name is Ellie. Cut to the mountains, and Luke McFarlane's character, Leo Carrington, is writing a novel. And throughout the movie, we get these cuts to his imagination of a guy and a girl overacting as he's trying to write their story. So it's kind of like a period piece, I guess. And fun fact, they are two of the leads from Hallmark series, Wind Calls the Heart. So the Hardys made a cameo, and they must be very excited about these cameos here. So there you go little tidbit there i thought that was kind of a funny visual thing they did throughout the movie what did you think about that i loved it i thought it worked really well i thought it provided a little bit of levity and a little bit of humor and i like that they put sort of that filter on it to make it very clear what they were trying to do with that i thought it was great yes so he's been writing this series for 15 years but he has writer's block so throughout the whole movie, I'll just tell you now, we jump back and forth betwixt Ellie and Leo, and very rarely are they in a scene together. So it's the synopsis is going to jump back and forth, too. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. Ellie walks into a hotel and sits at a piano as though the piano itself is her long-lost lover. There's, it's, a, it's a meaningful gaze between her and the piano. Yeah. And then her boss, Helena, walks over and gives her the business about not being focused during the busiest time of the year. Who knew hotel event planning was really popular in fall? I guess weddings. weddings. More than June? 
I guess so. I mean, to hear this woman talk about it, Ellie is the only thing that's basically keeping this hotel afloat. Mm-hmm. Well, Helen is not impressed with Ellie's performance. No. And Ellie is very easily distracted. She's just a little silly goose. She laughs at the term gourd guy, which I thought was funny, too. I think I have a similar personality to, to an Ellie, but Ellie doesn't really know how to turn it on in the professional sense. So Helena is not impressed with her. We go back to Leo, and he shows up to his friend Sam's house for a rehearsal for the piano ball, question mark, some charity event that's going on. Because heaven forbid we get through one of these movies without a big event happening. Yeah. That needs to be planned by one of the leads. Yeah, it has to be sort of the climactic moment. We need a thing that we're, we're moving toward. By the way, Jennifer, did you happen to read the credits as this was starting? No. Okay, I've got a question. Like a legitimate question this time. Did you notice in the corner it read executive producer Debbie Gibson? The Debbie Gibson of 1980s pop star fame? I have to know. I have to know. Let me do a but little bit of research. you didn't investigate? I'll investigate while you <laughs> It was just killing you. You had to know, but you didn't follow through. Exactly. Really? Yeah. Story of my okay. life. You just ask my do wife. Some, <laughs> do some research while we leave the listeners in the balance just hanging on for an answer. Okay. We'll find out about Deborah Gibson soon. So, okay. Um... So there's the piano ball. Fun fact, Luke McFarlane in real life graduated from Juilliard and plays cello. So I really thought we'd get some clips of him playing in for this piano ball, but I don't really think he played any instrument, did he? No. There, it was never really clear why Sam was the one in charge of the piano ball. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, oh boy. <laughs> news, news, news update. This took me no time because according to... DebbieGibsonOfficial.com, she is, in fact, the executive producer of this TV movie, saying, quote, I'm so thrilled to have a creative voice during such an exciting time in Hallmark Channel's programming, Gibson said. This is a special story that celebrates how love can blossom in the most unexpected ways. So, Electric Youth, this is Debbie Gibson's movie. And there you have it. Well, I'm so glad you realized that. Albeit in the middle of my synopsis reading. Sorry. Interruption. <laughs> Only in and my dreams. includes the news, news, news update. <laughs> was she the one that sang in the mall all the time, or is that somebody else? They all sang in the mall back in the day. And fun fact, when I was auditioning to be a radio DJ at my college radio station, because of course Excuse it me? was. Yeah. At 91.1 FM in Granville, WDUB, the doobie. Anyway... They asked every DJ to sing a song, and the only song that I could come up with was a Debbie Gibson song. So I sang a Debbie Gibson song for my radio DJ audition, and no, I will not do that on the podcast. So thank you for that. Come on. Maybe for our Patreon, if we ever have a Patreon (laughs) subscription. Josh, you are just like an onion. I'm telling you, I'm just- Feel it back. We celebrated- our one-year anniversary this past week. We've been doing this for a year, and I had no idea you ever... So did you get the gig, the radio DJ Yes, gig? I did get the radio DJ gig. Did I know? I didn't know this. I'm yeah. offended. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. You learn something new every day. There you have it. Well, that's led you here. <laughs> so it was just all preparation. All preparation. The Lord knew what he was doing to See, get you to this point. All things work together. All things work together. <laughs> 
Anyway, back to you. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. So, well, not me. Them. So, Leo and Sam are trying to wrangle the troops for this piano ball, even though they're all playing strings. I don't know. Um, then we cut to Ellie, and she is consoling Chef Matt at the hotel. He's freaking out about his vision. He's going to have an investor dinner because he wants to break out on his own and open a restaurant, say. He, she tells Matt, hey, you can practice in my very bougie, very nice kitchen, even though we don't really know how she makes much money. I mean, I know she does the event planning stuff, but she hasn't been doing it that long. She's not good at it, but she has a very nice apartment. Yeah, the stove yeah. itself, expensive. Mm-hmm. So, anywho'sall, um, the woman Ellie is working for for this event wants whispers of autumn, not notes. Not notes, whispers. And then she kind of gets distracted. She was supposed to go find the menus or something for the woman, and she got distracted talking to Matt. And Helen is like, "Yo, Ellie, what's up? You're not doing a very good job at your job." And then Ellie gets canned. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. So. We then get a split-screen phone combo with Leo and Ellie. Turns out they're best friends. I thought they were brother and sister, so eh, tomato, yeah, tomato. Yeah. Best friends. She jokes that she might come see him to get her mind off of things, but he tells her that the publisher wants him to go somewhere to find inspiration for this novella. They agree to switch places and exchange living rooms. It sounds like the holiday. Very much so. It also sounds like Sister Swap, which Ashley Williams was in with her sister, Kimberly Williams Paisley, a few years ago on this very network. <laughs> so we have experience with this plot point. Okay. <laughs> yes. Except on Sister Swap, they did two separate movies, which was kind of cool. So the first movie, I think, followed Kimberly Williams Paisley's sister, uh, her angle of things. So they show some of the same scenes of them swapping in the beginning, but then they follow her. And then the second movie focuses more on Ashley Williams. Mm. So it was a cool concept. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So they're going to switch living rooms. We get a cleaning montage with Ashley Williams doing physical comedy like only she can do. I need more of that. I just want her to just go and be Ashley Williams and just make me giggle. That's what I, I want out of her, these movies for her. But anyways, Leo's friend Sam lends him his luggage and Leo volunteers Ellie to help with the string quartet since she was a concert pianist. They meet up in the airport. And they were going to have a drink or pay for overpriced pizza. And one of them, their flight's running late, so they can't do that. So they just casually meet in the airport, switch keys. And I wrote, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, right. The logistics of that must have been difficult because he's in Canada and she's wherever, USA. I don't know. Big city. Big now. city, USA. Yeah. I also thought that that was very convenient that they would intersect at the airport but i get it they needed to have a place where they would sort of cross paths two or three mm -hmm. times in this movie yeah well i'll get it did because before ellie gets in the cab or uber to leo's house she has no luggage the airplane lost her luggage and she has since lost the keys and i wrote typical ellie <laughs> she's such a scatterbrain so throughout the rest of the movie she's gonna wear luke mcfarland's clothing and it looks phenomenal on her and i'm very jealous that she can pull that off Exactly. Is Luke shopping at Talbot's? Because it very much has this sort of rich, preppy woman look going for her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe he does. Who knows? So Leo is walking into Ellie's brownstone, and he attempts to assault a home invader with a wooden giraffe. It's just Chef Matt. Ellie hadn't really communicated to him 
that Matt would be there because she's silly and she's just Ellie. That's what she does. Mm-hmm. Sam sees Ellie scaling the house to break into Leo's and he lets her in and tries to convince her to help with the event and music and she turns him down. But then he takes her the next day along with 10 others on a nature walk and she changes her tune. Like what I said there? Changes her tune. Notes. The piano. Of music. And yes. Uh, at least she changed her tune about the event planning portion. She still does not want to play the piano. No, no. Bless you. I was able to mute myself so I wouldn't cough on the open mic. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I just saw you having a fit. All right. Leo kicks Matt out of the kitchen because he needs peace and quiet. And Matt forces Leo to try some new and adventurous food and they get to know each other and sparks may or may not be flying. And Leo agrees to let Matt use Ellie's kitchen after all. We then get a series of chat, chat, chatty chats, mostly inspired by fortune cookie stuff bourbon i guess ellie is working with the string quartet and is doing a less than stellar job directing which could be a contributing factor to their struggle but why do i know like they have her doing and this only makes sense on the visual on the youtube but she's doing this and it was not to the beats of the music it was really just kind of haphazard and maybe that's why they're confused i don't know yeah that was ellie I was curious, does Ashley Williams actually know how to play the piano or did they just do <laughs> no like way. stunt double? Yeah. And so I was trying no to way. catch I was trying to catch the bracelet <laughs> and all of that. But the way yeah, she conducts because... music makes it painfully obvious that she does not know much about music nor how to play a piano, but we still love you, Ashley. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. Nothing but love here. But it was funny. They would play they would show her playing piano, so she would again, this probably will only make sense in the YouTube video, but she'll She'll sit down and she'll have her hands conveniently below the screen and she'll sway back and forth. And then you'll get a close up of just the hands and then she'll sway. <laughs> just it made me laugh every time because it looked so fake. I know. <laughs> you never saw a full shot of her actually playing. And I don't blame her. I mean, whatever people, they do this all the time with ice skating and any of that. But it's just so blatantly obvious and it made me laugh. Well, she does this thing, too, where she's like, uh-huh, and that's where you come in like that. Yes, like she's uh-huh. <laughs> so wise to the musical theory, and I'm just thinking, no. Okay, good time. I know. Yeah. It made me giggle. Then, dot, 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 it happens. We get a pumpkin farm, a farmer's market, apples, fall fields, hay, warm tone visuals, and I wrote, my apple cider cup is filled up, finally, because it wasn't really feeling very fall until then. So I thought so, too. Yeah. Thank goodness. Matt and Leo learn that they're both single. Ooh la la. Leo meets Matt's mom, and she's a big fan of the writing. They have inspired one another and almost kiss, but since Leo is leaving the next day, they say goodbye. And they can't get too serious. We then get a scene of Ellie and Sam setting up the event, and they have a leaf-flinging montage. I think it's the first time I've written that while we've been podcasting. <laughs> Instead of flo- throwing flour in a cooking montage, it was just th- throwing some leaves around. Have yeah. around. I was trying to figure out the whole point of that. I think she was trying to get him to loosen up a little bit, but I don't know. It felt a little weird, especially because they made it in slow motion. So we get. Yeah. <laughs> it was very dramatic and, they and had, whimsical. And they had some sort of Bobo Natasha Bedingfield song in the background or whatever was happening with that. I don't know. <laughs> I read one of these songs in this movie was Colby Calais and Cheryl Crow. I think they said. Maybe that was it. It may have been that one. Maybe it was later. I don't don't know. know. Yeah. 
It didn't stick. Um, okay. So then we get another rehearsal with these quartet musicians. And they are so salty that Ellie is leaving and won't be there for the event. And that she won't play with them. They're very mad about it. Like, overly so, in my opinion. What were your thoughts about the quartet people? They were weird, yeah, right? I couldn't quite figure out why the quartet was so upset that she was going to leave because they were initially so upset that she was there in the first place because they were like, who is this person? Then they discovered that she actually knows what she's talking about. And this is sort of a problem that I have with the whole thing. And this is probably a conversation for later, but she is a classically trained concert pianist, but she is so afraid of the piano. And they tried to do this thing where she just had this sort of bad experience and was soured on piano. And it was just I don't know. The whole thing was a little a little wacky for me. What'd you think? Agreed. I agree with all that. Yeah, it didn't really add up. The no. the punishment didn't fit the, didn't fit the crime to me. I agree. Any yes. Of that. Yes, but the the band of misfits as they were, it was just a little oddball for me. They tried to do a towny thing and make them quirky, but they weren't really endearing in the way that some of the quirky townies can be in some of these. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't endeared by them at all. I need more quirk. If we're going to yeah. do it, let's go, go full there. quirk. Go there, yes. Yeah. Okay, so Ellie and Leo have a chatty chat and agree on the phone that they're going to stay at each other's houses after all because they tell each other that I'm good. Are you okay? I'm like at the tail end of a daycare cold and I have like, I do this about this time of night where I just start having this like frantic coughing fit thing going on. It's just <laughs> good. lovely. Handy. Well, I'm almost done, so let's just... We'll be good. Yeah, get it out. I'll try to. Okay. All right. Leo tries something new, and it's not his Parkington Manor series, and he submits it to the publisher, and she is not happy about it, Mm -mm. even though Matt was very encouraging to him about this. So Leo's like, you know what? I am going to go home after all. That's really the oopsie doodle of the movie is when are they going to go home, which was sort of anticlimactic to me, but... Ellie's super terrified to get behind the piano, as you were mentioning, and so she refuses to play with the quartet. They're salty. Sam then encourages her by firing her from the event planning. He wants her to believe in herself like he believes in her, which was weird. She decides to go home, and they'll meet at the airport to exchange keys again, and her luggage arrived at Leo's just in time to take it back to the airport. I thought this... I was just going to say, I thought this second airport scene, by the way, was probably the best scene in the whole movie because these two best friends show up. They both know that they're not well, but they don't talk about it because they don't want to push it with each other. You could really see their friendship. I thought this was probably the best scene in the whole movie here. Yes. Anytime they were together, even if it was a phone scene and they weren't in the same room, you could feel their chemistry between one another on a friendship level. But they really, they're pros. They knew what they were doing there. So Ellie then flies back to Canada to surprise Leo for some unfinished business. She ends up performing with the quartet. The event is a smash. And then there's a split screen of smooches with each couple. Leo and Matt and Ellie and Sam. And I feel like they kind of wrapped it up quickly. Yeah, it got yada yada pretty darn, pretty darn quick at the end there. You didn't have a whole lot to say about this one there. It was kind of a quick little quick little plot summary, wasn't it? I know. I just feel like there were it was mostly conversation based. It was a lot of them trying to 
develop each other's these characters these four main characters more just through conversations but there wasn't a lot of activity yeah what did you think did i skip something did i miss anything it's possible i did stay awake for it i did too and i'm looking through my notes here and i tracked with you pretty much the whole way through it just so much conversation i think that it was just and Let's just go ahead and get into it. It is time for our gold or coal segment where we get to give three gifts, more gold in this one. We're going to call it, it hit all the right notes, more coal, the song was out of tune. So Jennifer, coming to you first, hit me with it. Let's get into it. So my first piece of gold, I want more scenes with Luke and Ashley because again, like I mentioned, their banter was good. They had great chemistry. And they're pros. I really, I wanted more with them, and we didn't really get that. It was more about their relationships, which I understand. That's the gist of most of these movies, but I would have liked to see more of the friend to friend dynamic. Yeah. I thought if they could be. But it was a gold. (laughs) Yeah, no. I don't know. I mean, it sounded like cold, but I loved them. So it's gold. I wish I wanted more. I love them so much. I want more. They had great chemistry as friends. They were both believable in these roles. My first piece of gold was for Ashley because, of course, I just don't think she can do much wrong. She just has this way of being quirky and super likable, like someone you'd want to be best friends with, that kind of thing. But I'm with you. And when I, she smiles, it just uh, lights up the whole room. I feel the same All way. All her teeth. Just uh, it warms my heart. Ashley, we love you. <laughs> we do. We do. And I thought this was an interesting role for her. You know, we've seen her kind of in a variety of roles over the years, but I thought this was kind of an interesting one, and she did have good chemistry with Luke. So gold for me, too. Over to you. So for Cole, I didn't really buy her chemistry with Sam as much as I wanted to. And the Matt and Leo relationship, I bought more, but still it didn't seem... I mean, and it is the beginning of a relationship, which probably means it's more realistic. The way they portrayed these relationships is really how it would be for people who have not known each other more than a couple of weeks. That's how it should be. But that's not what we're used to with the movie. So maybe I'm a hypocrite and I don't know what I want. But it didn't seem to really go where I would have thought it would have gone for Matt to have flown to Canada in the end to meet up with Leo. Like, it didn't seem like there was enough foundation there. Yeah, I'm what with you. you. Yeah, I didn't I didn't necessarily buy the development of their relationship or, or the Matt and Leo one, for that matter. It just... It all felt a little too, what's the word I'm looking for? A little too convenient, a little too Mm -hmm. easy peasy. And I get it. It's a Hallmark movie. It's not supposed to be too too deep. But I think that my next piece of gold, I'm going to give a piece of gold to the character cutaways during Leo's writing. I thought now knowing that it's some cameos from other Hallmark Hallmark titles when calls the heart. I thought it was cute. I thought it was well done. Added a layer of humor that I think this thing definitely needed. So gold for me. What's your last gift? It's going to be coal. And it pains me. It was just so uneventful. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I would have it on again if it was on because it is, it's inoffensive. I enjoyed it. But there just wasn't that much activity. There wasn't that much happening. So it would definitely be something in the background while I'm pumpkin carving, maybe, or drinking some cider. Right. And, and I'll on my phone. And I'll tell you, and this is another sort of thing. I, I'm with you. I didn't get enough for a movie that's called Notes of Autumn. Like, 
I didn't really get a whole lot of autumn aside from a few leaves here and there and a few pumpkins at the farmer's market, which felt like we had to do it. So it felt like it was autumn. It just kind of, even the piano ball wasn't necessarily something that was tied to the season and it could have been, and that would have made a little bit more sense. So I don't know. My last piece. When the piece that the the quartet played was called autumn. So I guess they referenced that an awful lot, but. I want my fall movies tacky. I want them to look yeah. like they went to Hobby Lobby and bought it all. Give me all the fake foliage. All of it. Pie Wars all over again. Yes, please. Um, my last my last piece of mm. something is going to be Cole. Ellie's storyline, it bothered me that it was more about this group dynamic with the misfits playing the piano piece than it was about Sam. There just wasn't a whole lot of time for them to be together and the time we did get just sort of felt like thrown together like we're going to the Mm -hmm. farmer's market we're going for a little walk just nothing with them that really said this of course would be the place where romance was but so much so that when they finally kissed at the end I was like like it didn't feel like it didn't feel like a payoff to the hard fought romance you know that they've been through Mm -hmm. some stuff and figured it out it just it felt a little premature for me. So, bottom line, I agree. We had three and three, so we're just gonna call it meh, meh, meh. Final thoughts. I'm bummed because I was very excited about this. I mean, I'm gonna watch any Ashley Williams movie, no questions asked. But when I saw the synopsis and I saw the leads, I was really excited about it and. It just didn't really, I don't know. It was just, it was meh. It was fine. Yeah, I you? feel the same way. I think I think this movie suffered because there were just too many extra people surrounding the four leads mm-hmm. here. You had the four people in the quartet. You had this editor thing happening over here with, with Leo. And it just, it kind of mm-hmm. muddied it all and made it a little bit more confusing. It could have been just about them going to the other place and just doing life there right and running into them and all of this sort of stuff it didn't have to have these extra little tendrils that kind of overcomplicated it for me so yeah not not awful not great but just kind of meh meh and that friends is another episode of do you watch what i watch Special thanks, as always, to our friend Nick Schwartz for our theme song and to you for listening. Hey, if you like our podcast, be sure to review, subscribe, and be sure to tell a friend as well. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, so be sure to connect with us on all of our social media channels. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you're watching. And we'll be talking about what we're going to be watching as we get into the busiest and funnest time of the year. Find links to everything you want at our website, doyouwatchwhatiwatch.com. That's right. So next time, we are going to have a very special episode. So special that we are going to break it into two parts. So next week, we will get part one of our, what should we call it? Our second annual Do You Watch What I Watch draft extravaganza. That works for me. Yes. Title pending. But we will be drafting our picks and last year we each picked one movie per week starting um late october when the countdown to christmas begins across multiple networks this year it's going to be a little more random i may or may not have purchased a bingo set and we're gonna spin the bingo wheel 
and pull a chip to decide what movie we're going to watch each week or movies two a week two episodes a week we're going to let the fates decide i cannot wait i think it's going to be so much fun we've been stretching and drinking our gatorade and we're going to get ready for our big season the holiday season but until then may your days be merry and bright we will see you very soon <laughs>